Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined by Rob Cassidy. Rob, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, things are good around here, I guess. How are you? Oh, things are better better than ever, right? So it's starting to be like kind of fallish weather, especially in the morning. And uh, so that means people kind of driving with their windows down. <laughs> so, so that means when I'm screaming at people uh, in my car when, on my morning commute, <laughs> they, can, they can hear me. <laughs> and I'm telling you, people in America will never figure out how to use traffic signals or traffic circles, excuse me. So every morning it's just me honking my horn because people treat the yield like a stop sign. Yeah, I know. Uh, and this morning it led to me saying, go, screaming go and then saying multiple expletives. And then the guy like puts his hand out the window. <laughs> like, and then I realized, oh wait, he could hear everything I'm saying. So, uh, Good start to the day for me. No, that's one of the big differences between you know, people in Atlanta are generally nice. I mean, I think if you lived here, you'd have been in fistfights by now. Or dead. Yeah, <laughs> probably. I mean, Depending on what part of town you live in, yeah, either fistfights or right. dead. Well, also, though, people there are in a hurry. So, like, you know, people here, people here are slow as molasses. And, yeah, the, guy, know, might, the have... guy here may not have the time to whip you. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, so, uh, boy, we had Nick back on the show on, I think the episode came out on Tuesday. We got zero feedback, so he was clearly missed. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, audience, give us some feedback. Tweet at us. Did you miss Nick? Hello. Um, I mean, people listen to it, so I guess if they had some complaints, they would have let us know. I got a text from somebody I knew that's I've known forever, so they're biased, of course. (laughs) Can you please tell me if you're not going to be on the podcast anymore so I can stop listening to it? Well, thanks. Bro. Oh, geez. Shots fired. Well, you're on every other episode, right? I know. Yeah, I have. But I mean, in the past, I was pretty spotty in the uh, in the off season. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. But that So you didn't get that text this week. That was just that happened. No, before. no, no. I got it this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, see, somebody didn't like the episode. Um, anyway, all right. Let's jump right into these games. I want to do... Uh, oh boy, do we need to talk about last week's record, Rob? I think uh, we I both did well. Were, yeah. Well, we were both above five hundred. You went ten and nine. I went twelve and seven. Uh, as I mentioned on that show with Nick, so on the season I have the, a two-game lead over you. I'm twenty-seven, twenty-six and two. You're twenty-five, twenty-eight and two. So well, being under five hundred is not good for me. Right. You got to make that. You got to make that up. By the way. I continue to, to not hear other shows uh, take accountability for their picks. So I want to hear that uh, other podcast that listen to this podcast. So uh, Friday night, we have Maryland uh, hosting Penn State. Now, Maryland was the darling. Uh, then they lose. And all of a sudden, they're a six and a half point underdog at home uh, against Penn State. And guess what? I like Maryland. I think this is people are kind of yo-yoing back and forth. I just don't know if Penn State's the type of team that's going to blow anybody out. I think this is going to be a close one. This is tough. I'm going to take Penn State. I I was really discouraged by the Maryland loss. I mean, Temple is not a great team. Uh, and they looked outmanned, and I think they're going to be more outmanned against Penn State. Yeah, that was weird, but it, it, that was one of those that was one of those games where it was like it was pretty clear that uh, something was fishy, and the fishiness uh, paid off. But I, I see, I could see, I could see them giving Penn State some problems. Uh, all right, moving on. Also, Friday night. By the way, these Friday night games, we are wasting decent games that I would like to watch that I can't because they're on Friday night. Uh, Arizona State traveling to Cal. Cal, the number fifteen team in the country. Did you know that, Rob? Yeah, I did. I, I just actually wrote something about them yesterday. I, you know, now I kind of feel bad for making fun of their secondary because they are very good. I still don't believe it to be the best secondary in the country. <laughs> best secondary in the country, Rob. But it is. They are good. I mean, it's a good team. I Arizona State did not look uh, too imposing last week. They limped to a win over some Old Dominion type. I don't think it was Old Dominion. No, no, no. Arizona State lost to Colorado. Oh, to Colorado, that's right. Somebody else barely – I get teams running together. Either way, they didn't look impressive, and they're going to lose again this week. Uh, and So, you know, give me Cal and the Bears. I'm going to take Cal, too. It's four and a half. I, I, it makes me a little nervous because this game could be six to three. Oh, it was Virginia that barely beat some – Virginia t- – yeah, no, Virginia was – Virginia barely beat yeah. some garbage small school. Yeah, Old Dominion. Uh, in a game I believe you picked wrong or that I picked right. Yeah. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, UCF looking to bounce back from a loss hosting UConn. 
this game is at seven o'clock. UCF, a 43 and a half point favorite. <laughs> Boy. Vegas still believes in the Knights, huh? I can't possibly take a 43 and a half point favorite. Can I? How much was that Alabama spread that we took Bama on earlier in the year? That was, that's yeah, the it was some, I think it was 55, oh. and they didn't cover. Uh, you make your pick first. I'm taking the Knights. It's bounce back time. I, their offense has not looked like a 43 and a half point uh, offense to you know so far this year. I know they put up big points against like FAMU or whatever, but they haven't really been doing the old run it up the score. The question is, is this like a get right game where they can maybe get their confidence back? I'm going to take them just because I'm a homer, but uh, I don't feel great about it. I, that's a lot. Give me the Huskies. <laughs> so Rob Cassidy takes UConn. Uh, you going to put your money on that one? <laughs> no, I, you know I wouldn't bet this game with you know some listeners' money. There's no way I'd bet this one. All right, this is actually should be a good game. Oklahoma hosting Texas Tech. Oklahoma twenty-seven and a half point favorites. A big over under in this game. Um, I'm taking Oklahoma. Easy, easy. This is an easy guy. Texas Tech is not that good. Like this is not. You know, Cliff Kingsbury's Texas Tech. People keep seem to forget that, that this is not the same team. <laughs> I love how your comparison was. This is not the same team of the guy they just fired. <laughs> well, yeah, but you knew they were going to score a ton of points. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I'll take the Sooners too. I don't think this is going to be a particularly close game, and I don't think Texas Tech's defense can do anything to slow down Lincoln Riley and whatever he's built over there. Give me the Sooners. Uh, Northwestern <laughs> traveling to Wisconsin. Wisconsin only a 24-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't know what the deal is with Jonathan Taylor. He's uh, is he healthy? We expect him to play. Uh, he he went out of the game last week, and then I think he came back in. Wisconsin also in this game has two safeties. It's two starting safeties are suspended for the uh, are suspended for the first half because of the targeting penalties last week in the game against Michigan. So their defensive secondary is already thin, uh, and now having two. Their two starting safeties have to sit out the whole first half. Hopefully, I'm going to take Northwestern here, and hopefully for my wager, Northwestern can jump up early. They're still going to lose, but hopefully they can take advantage of whatever happened with them and the you know the depleted secondary. Have you watched Northwestern? <laughs> I don't no, know. I know, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, they ha- I don't know if that Bowser, if the running back's playing or not. I assume he is. He hadn't played last week. It seems like he's going to play this week. And I really do think they can be able to. They can throw the ball in the first half on a team that is paper thin in the secondary because of injuries and suspensions. I'm not saying they're going to win this game. I just think they can, you know, not be blown out. Did you see uh, we had a little mini coach meltdown this week from? Uh, yeah, Fitzgerald. He's really. From- Pafish Joe. He's really making a habit of that, isn't he? I'm trying to see if I saved it. I thought I saved it so we could laugh at it, but uh, yeah, maybe I didn't. Oh, no, I got it. I got it right here. You want to listen to it? Yeah, let's listen to it. The people out there in case – because they're not following uh, the day-to-day of uh, Wisconsin football. So here's our boy Pat Fitzgerald uh, uh, this week doing his press conference. When you say we need to execute and, and we need to get our players to, to play cleaner, does that mean that you're, you're satisfied with the, with the offensive game plan the way it is and you guys need to, to execute that game plan better? Well, we just take 90 hours and play we in golf all week. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I, I go into every game plan expecting it to work. To be quite honest with you, I, I understand there's 40,000 experts on Twitter that can call plays for me. So my email address is hashtag I don't care. Okay, so shoot that out. We got to be better. Uh, we're going to work to be better. So anybody that's negative, I respect it, and I don't care. We have to improve. When you say we need to. <laughs> okay, so he makes like. For... <laughs> he makes like three different straw men. Nobody asked him about <laughs> So this is, you know, this is the coach's favorite thing to do is when somebody asks him a legitimate question about his defense or whatever to find a way to pivot and start talking about the internet and the haters. <laughs> First he says, we spend 90 hours a week playing Wii and golf. Does he mean playing Wii golf or does he mean playing Nintendo Wii half the time and golf the other half of the time? I assume he means half and half. I thought he meant Wii Golf. Wii Golf is pretty fun, if you remember uh, playing that back in college or whatever. Um, the second part, he says his email address is a hashtag, so shoot that out there. <laughs> which, which, by the way, if, if anybody wants to email him, I, isn't his email address listed on their website? Probably. Uh, I'm going to start using shoot that out there a lot, I think. Yeah, shoot that out there. And then he says... 
Then he says that uh, he respects the people that think they could do a better job than him, but he doesn't care. <laughs> it's like, you don't respect anyone. What are you talking about? You don't respect the people. You well, just said you didn't. Well, my favorite thing is, why, why did you, of course, now a leaf blower. Why did <sighs> you think about problem. the internet? I don't know. There's 40, 000, only 40,000 people on Twitter that think they could call plays. No better. part of that question had anything to do with fans or people on Twitter or the internet. It's like they know it's a safe space for them where if they pivot to kids these days somehow, that there's a segment of the fan base that will definitely agree with them. It's like, well, that's a great answer. You know, it's you know, kids these days' fault, no matter what it is. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a good defense mechanism as any, I guess. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, that gives us time to touch on. That's why I'm picking Wisconsin. also think Jonathan Taylor is amazing uh, for a three-star guy, as uh, people often tell you, despite him being ranked in the rivals 250. Uh, moving on, Middle Tennessee traveling to Iowa. Iowa, 23-point favorite. I don't know. This one's kind of weird because it's a noon start, so I guess it's 11 Central. I hate these games that start that early. Yeah, it's 11. One time I was at an 11 a.m. Central start at Iowa State, and the uh, media meal was lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> so you're eating it like they're serving you lasagna essentially 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, because you eat it an hour before the game. And everybody's sitting around like you know, the 10 a.m. lasagna in the Iowa State press box, which had tables made of plywood. I mean, Nebraska is not. Well, uh, so I want to take Middle Tennessee, but I'm going to talk myself into taking Iowa just because Middle Tennessee, they don't have the, they lost their quarterback from last year. He was like a fifth year senior or whatever. And they've kind of struggled. They're one and two. So I'm going to take Iowa. Yeah, I'll take the Hawkeyes as well. Um, All right. Moving on. Next game. uh, Rutgers traveling to Michigan. Oh, the line is the line is off here. I wonder why. We're wondering if uh, Arthur Sitkowski is going to play. <laughs> That's the. Let me find it on a different. Let me find it on a different maybe site. Ki- here. Maybe kids these days have fired Harbaugh already. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Michigan. Uh, they are twenty-eight point favorites, and guess what? You're going to laugh at me. I'm taking Rutgers. Uh, who's the quarterback this week? Uh, well, Sitkowski started last week and actually played well, and then they've got the transfer from uh, Texas Tech who was hurt last week. I don't know if he's going to be back or not, but those are your options. Yeah, McLean Carter. I'll ride with you. I'll take I'll take the Scarlet Knights. They're due. I just think – I mean, we, we can talk about Michigan real quick because uh, you weren't on the show to, to talk about how bad they looked. I mean, did you get a chance to – you were on the road. So no, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that game, no. I mean, they just – their offense, they don't have an offense. I mean, I'm so, I hate to say it. It just – it looks terrible. Like, there's no – they have no offensive identity. And, like, that's kind of a common theme with a lot of these teams that are struggling. Like, I, you can almost be okay, like, being a team like, oh, hey, we stink. Our defense stinks, but we're going to score 40 points every week and maybe we have a chance to beat somebody as opposed to – we just look terrible. And then I think a lot can be made about all the players they lost to the draft on defense, especially, but I just don't think, and I, and I talked about this with Nick, how many guys has Michigan taken over the last three or four years in recruiting classes that we were like, you know, why is Michigan taking this guy? You know, like two and or three guys every class. They have to, it's the, they do it in Florida. And you know, some of those guys they've hit on, but a lot of those guys they have not hit on. I mean, obviously Devin Bush was the highest ready recruit nobody thought why are they taking him but there are guys that they have taken that have not hit and it's not like they have to either because their brand was pretty hot uh, up until this year right it's <laughs> i think they could have gotten a higher level of recruit uh maybe it was just you know different evaluations who really knows what goes on in those offices uh but i, th- I think that's definitely played a role you don't think they can possibly fire him at the end no matter what happens i think there's like some groundswell where people think this is his last year somehow unless they just the wheels completely come off i don't think anybody's firing jim harbaugh so uh, you know i've heard a lot of people say that no matter what all the important people at at michigan love him you know the boosters and the and the people in house the ad and the president and then i today i heard todd mcshay on a podcast uh, with ryan rosillo saying People are fed up with Harbaugh, and I was like, seems to conflict with what I, we heard from what I've heard from other people on the topic. So I, I don't think he's getting fired. The thing about Harbaugh, though, I mean, could you see him just leaving? I could. I mean, the problem is he's like a Michigan man. I could see him going back to the NFL. I just think that like 
they'd have to go at least eight and four. He's not leaving on his own if they go like six and six, you know? Um, and he's yeah, not getting I, I fired. See him that. I mean, I don't, A, he's not getting fired, and B, I can't see him just bail. I think they're going to have to fire him. He doesn't seem like the type that's going to admit defeat and just bail unless it's to the NFL maybe where it's clearly a better job. But he's not going to be one of these coaches. He's not going to pull a uh, – uh, I'm trying to think of somebody that's done it. Who was the coach at Missouri that pulled that? The basketball coach, Mike Anderson, that left Missouri to go to Arkansas because he knew everything was kind of closing in on him. Right. I don't think that's happening here. Yeah, I don't know. He Tommy uh, Tuberville did it too, right? Didn't he bail on Texas Tech to go to to go to Cincy? I don't know if he bailed to go to Cincy, but he definitely left. I mean, there's been plenty of guys that have left. Uh, like maybe he did leave after the year, um, but I. I, I, if it's the NFL thing, I could just see him being like, hey, with the program's in a better position, I left it. But that's if they go eight and four, nine and three, which I know everyone's saying, hey, they're going to win their next few games. But it's like, uh, they just look so bad. I mean, the offensive line looks terrible. Obviously, the quarterbacks look terrible. The defense looks awful. I mean, you can't put it on, <laughs> you can't put it on them when, on the, everything on the offense when Jonathan Taylor has 175 yards rushing in the first quarter. <laughs> no, that's true. And, you know, as we've touched on this show, I never loved Shea Patterson, but I don't think this is his fault by any means. I don't think he's as good as people thought he was, but I'm not even going to put it all on him. Man, I hate leaf blowers so much. I can't. Well, I'm hoping we can use the audacity because I have it muted, or not the audacity, the Zencaster. If we have to use the backup file, it's just going to be this podcast is just going to be people leaf blowing. Well, you know, don't. Anyway, I hate leaf blowers in general. But okay, moving on. Uh, Texas A&M traveling to Arkansas. Both these teams two and two. Somehow Texas A&M is ranked. Well, why? Why would they be ranked? Like this is one of the things that make me so mad about the rankings. Like you. They're two and two. Okay, yeah, they lost to the number one team and to to Auburn and top ten team. So they didn't come close to winning either one of those games. But somehow they're better than teams that are four and zero. You're telling me? Yeah, I, it's, you know, it goes back to the I guess the larger argument here is the validity of preseason rankings. Right? It's so much built off of where they were preseason now that they can sustain these losses and still kind of hang around. Well, and I don't think Texas A&M is terrible or anything, but there's no reason they should be in the top 25 right now. Maybe when they're five and two down the down the road. Uh, but anyway, they're 23 and a half point favorites. I kind of want to take Arkansas. I know Arkansas looked terrible and lost to San Jose State last week. And probably some people on my Twitter feed they're ready to fire Chad Morris too. It's, it's isn't like, he? I mean, it didn't take him real long to. This is year two, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's one that I never really saw. I, I didn't think it was going to work out at all, ever. Uh, not that I think he should be fired because it's way too early for that, but I can understand why it's not working. Yeah, I, it's it's definitely not working, but it's they're two and two. I mean, the problem is he can't go winless in the SEC. This might be a chance for him to get a win. If we look at their schedule, oh, man, the, the, the thing is they've played – Portland State, Colorado State, San Jose State. Who's their other non-conference? Oh, Western Kentucky. So that gets them to maybe three wins. But they got to. They're gonna have to beat one of these teams. And if you look, <laughs> if you look at their schedule, they play. That's the issue. Is they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to win a game. They play Auburn, Alabama, and LSU in, uh, over the next little stretch here. So um, yeah, it's gonna be pretty tough. Yeah, that's gonna be brutal. But guess what? Uh, I don't think. At least they've got two wins. <laughs> you know, like, what, you, what did you say the spread was? 23 and a half. Uh, give me the Aggies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they do need to, they need to let out some frustrations. The problem is after Kellen Mond sort of progressed so much from uh, in his first year under Jimbo, I haven't seen it as much this year. I don't, I don't. You know what's really interesting that I've noticed that you probably haven't because you're not as close to the fan base as I am on Twitter or the internet? Florida State fans are really delighting in the fact that whatever's going on at AM, <laughs> I mean, it's they're real happy about. I mean, they really hate that man, <laughs> the, the passion of God. Uh, I mean, well, we just go back and look at Dave Lackford's timeline from his last season. I'll tell you everything you need to know about how they feel about him. <laughs> I wonder. Speaking of deleting problematic tweets, do we think Lackford has deleted those tweets? This was before he was employed at Rivals? Uh, I'm not sure, but he definitely 
I'll do a little. I'll do a little Twitter advanced search while we're <laughs> while we're doing. <laughs> I can read Lagford's Jimbo tweets on the air. <laughs> well, we can't because I can't cuss because I remember there was cussing involved. But we'll see, uh, Lagford. If you're listening to this, you haven't scrubbed your tweets. You better go do so before you get canceled. We're about to expose you. Yeah, you're about to get you're about to get exposed. Um, I'm going to take Texas A&M too. Just because I think they have to have a get right game. The over under this is 58. I, I might lean towards the over there. Um, but my thing with Arkansas is at least they're, re- they're recruiting uh, at a historic level for that school. And maybe if they get it, they just need a, they, they need a quarterback. They took these two transfers. You know, Chad Morris is supposed to be the QB guru. Um, but, but I don't know. Um, I'm not really. Sh- I'm not really. We sure. can't. Find, well, you know, then it's a matchup of QB gurus. If we can't find the Dave tweets, we can't find the Dave tweets. We got to rush through this show. All right. Next up, I was looking at. I was looking at a text. Uh, a source close to me says Starlin Baldwin is in the transfer portal from Oklahoma. Four star hasn't been reported. So, uh, where's he from? I thought he was like a Texas guy. I seem to remember, remember Kruger talking about him. But anyway, that's breaking news. That will already be out by the time this show comes out. Uh, next up, Clemson traveling to North Carolina. Only a only a twenty seven point favorite. <laughs> did I win? I can, what did they do last week? I know I picked against them. So listen, here. do you remember it was 41, 41 and a half? And I yeah. said if it got to forty two, I would take Charlotte. Well, they won yeah. by forty two, so it would have been a push. Um, so we both got it right last week. Okay, then I'm gonna I'm gonna stay riding with Trev. Then give me the cover against Mac. Who looked great out of the gates. Huh? But he kind of, they looked like they've taken a step back recently too. I I don't think they really played anybody like this, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a bloodbath. Well, I do think Mac is definitely making people look bad, and they're they're in all these games. The the two games they lost, I think both came down to the last possession. Uh, and I loved App State last week, uh, so that was a good one, but. At some point, Clemson has got to have a one of these games where they truly dominate. They kind of they've kind of been sleepwalking, in my opinion. Uh, and, and according to Twitter, Trevor Lawrence is now terrible, which I'm sure you've seen. Uh, yeah, he's not definitely not going to win the. I'm thinking about taking a flyer on him to win the Heisman right now. I don't know what the odds are. Well, the, the reason it seems like it would be a good time. Nick and I talked about it. And the reason I said I wouldn't do it is because they don't have any marquee games. Like they're not going to be. It's not like he's going to have like a Heisman moment down the stretch. I mean, it may be in the playoff, but by that time the award will be handed out. Like they don't have play anybody good the rest of the year. So I just think- yeah, you don't think these other guys will falter a little bit though? I mean, is Joe Burrow going to win the Heisman? Trophy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Derek King is not. <laughs> well, Derek King is out. We're going to talk about that later. But uh, so I'm going to take Clemson too. Uh, Ole Miss traveling to Alabama. Alabama, thirty-eight point favorite. In a conference game? I mean, come on. I'm taking Ole Miss. You know what? I've had enough. <laughs> I mean, what are we even doing here? <laughs> Give me Elijah Moore. Give me Ole Miss. Let's take him. Let's take Hottie Toddy. Uh, sorry, sorry, Rob. I'm taking the t- I'm I'm taking roll tide <laughs> at the 38. <laughs> I might I might bet it too. I'm just I'm just tired of it. I'm taking a stand. This is a conference game. What's the spread? 38 points. Jesus. That's huge. That's yeah. a big number. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking the Rebs. All right, uh, moving on. Virginia traveling to Notre Dame, and what's probably the game of the week, I would say. Notre Dame, a twelve and a half point favorite. Uh, you mentioned Virginia struggled last week with Old Dominion. Um, they don't really have a running back that's kind of emerged either. Perkins has been kind of doing the bulk of it. Notre Dame, of course, <laughs> gets celebrated for almost winning. Uh, congratulations on that. Uh, I'm going to take Virginia. Twelve and a half is a lot of points, but especially I still just have how Notre Dame looked against Louisville in my mind, and I just don't think that they're that good. So, sorry, Notre Dame fans. This, you know, if this game was in Virginia, I'd think about it. But I don't. I mean, nobody on this team is ready for this kind of non-conference environment. There. I mean, I know that they've played at Clemson before. I'm sure at some of these other ACC schools. But when was the last time Virginia was in a? a marquee non-conference game with all eyes on them. I don't, I mean, I think they're obviously out talented. They're coming off a loss that may have scared them or not a loss, a win that may have scared them because it was a scare. And I just think Notre Dame's got too many athletes. I'll take the Irish to cover. Yeah. I, I don't think Notre Dame has too many athletes. 
<laughs> That's a fundamental difference. Yeah. Uh, all right, USC traveling to Washington, another good game. Uh, USC, uh, a 10 and a half point underdog. Uh, looks like they're starting another dude. Yeah, they're starting Matt Fink now. This is the third starting quarterback for the Trojans this season. Yeah, I actually think this number should be way higher. I know uh, USC has a lot of talented wide receivers, but Washington, outside of Cal, probably has the best uh, secondary in the Pac-12. Uh, so I'm going to take the Huskies to cover that 10 and a half. And uh, Jacob Eason starting to get first-round buzz. Uh, Rob, have you heard that? Yeah, it's surprising the five-star guy that we had ranked as a five-star is getting first round. I was told he was I think a bust. I'm, I'm going to take Washington, but I would like to note that our boy Fink looked good last week. I mean, he came in on like the fourth play of the game and looked great for the whole game. So it's not like he's an unknown. I mean, I guess he is still an unknown, but it's not like we don't have a sample size on him. And that's probably why the number is so low is because they think that the quarterback is unimportant now, right? If they ran through three and all three of them have been relatively successful, I suppose what they're thinking is that it's a system. But I just USC frustrates me because every time I bet on them, they burn me. And when I bet against them, they find a way to burn me. So I will hand the Trojans a win by taking Washington. <laughs> so, so uh, boy, Lackford's got all types of tweets. <laughs> Lackford does have all types of tweets. By the way. <laughs> so back in 2016-17 era, yeah, definitely not good. Um do you remember? Do you remember Matt Fink being at the Under Armour game that one year? I talked about it with Nick. Yeah, I, I sure do. And he, I remember he was like was when, very high. On yeah, no, he was not. Uh, he was he did not garner good reviews from the crowd, and he had that ridiculous haircut, uh, like a perm almost. Uh, but That's right. who's laughing now? The hair's gone. He's on TV, but I just think that USC. You know, they they definitely they're three and one. Hey, good for them, but. Uh, I just have a feeling like it's kind of like a house of cards. And I know the, the quarterback came in and played well, but Washington's defense is a whole other story. So um, Indiana traveling to Michigan State. Michigan State a 14-point favorite. I'm taking Indiana. 14 points is – Oh, I am too. No doubt. From that, it's way too much for this Michigan State team. Do, Plus, is Penix playing? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do we know what's up with Penix? I mean, that's the biggest thing for them is – because he, he presents a whole different uh, skill set. Um, let me check and see. Hoosier's captain, their left tackle, missed the rest of the season. Peyton status Rennes. is week to week. Two weeks ago, I don't. He, did he? He didn't play last week, did he? Uh, no. Or no, Peyton, they no last Peyton Ramsey threw three touchdowns as they bounced back with a thirty-eight to three win over UConn. Yeah, this thing says week to week that I've pulled up in the paper. I, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a real, not a great pick from either of us. And we're baking the pick despite not knowing the starting quarterback who we both like. All right, guess what? I, I took Michigan State last week to beat, I think it was Northwestern. It was like an eight and a half point spread. And Nick was, this was just between me and Nick talking off the air. And Nick was like, oh, Michigan State's offense is terrible. I was like, Northwestern is so bad. Uh, but I, I tend to lean towards Nick here. And I think that uh, I don't think Michigan State can beat that Indiana by two touchdowns. I just don't think they're that much better than them. All right. So here's an article from the Detroit Free Press that says, why Michigan State football is preparing for both Indiana quarterbacks. Uh, the Spartans know all about Peyton Ramsey, yada, yada, a bit more an injured starter. There's a debate in the room between the coaches on who to prepare for. I, I think they're going to play panics. Usually when this thing goes – when they go week to week, it's because he's going to return soon and they're trying to gain a competitive advantage. I'm going to take the Hoosiers uh, with the caveat that I only want them if he plays. Yeah, I, th- I think that um, – I think that it doesn't matter. I mean, I just think that even if they beat him, it's sure going to be 17-6. to six? Yeah. I mean, I just don't see Michigan State really running away from the them. Classic Big uh, Ten for- thriller, 17-6. to six. Right, exactly. Florida playing Towson. There's no line there. Uh, I think we see a lot of uh, Felipe Franks in that game. Or excuse me, uh, I always do this. Emory Jones. I don't know why I mix them up. It's not even close to to near the same name. Uh, Mississippi State traveling to Auburn. Auburn a 10.5 point favorite. Uh, I'm still dubious of Auburn, but... I hate uh, the Mississippi State not playing. I hate Mississippi State. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I was going to say something else. Mississippi State refusing to play uh, Keaton Thompson is one of the worst decisions I've ever seen. Sorry, Joe Moorhead. Uh, he should be playing quarterback, not Tommy Stevens, not Garrett Schrader. They're going on the road. I think Schrader probably is going to play the bulk of the game, but 
it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. I'm taking uh I'm taking Auburn. I think the defensive line is going to give those quarterbacks a, a a bit of a you know, problem. I know you're still a little dubious with Bo Nix, but I mean. He looked great, right? He's starting. You can tell the trajectories there, right? Like he's he's getting better. It's not like he's getting worse. Do you want to hear his stats yeah, from last week? <laughs> Bo Nix was 12 of 20 for 100 yards. Oh. Well, they didn't ask him to do a lot then. I mean, that's – okay. It's not that's not terrible. <laughs> right, but I'm saying like it's not like he's leading the way here. But sure, but I mean, you need a quarterback, wins. right? Maybe Mississippi will make him look better right, yeah. than he is right now. I still think he's going to be good for the record uh, if he's not good yet. I'm going to take off. No, I like Bo. You know me. I love Bo Nix. I, I led the charge on him. I just think that it, it is kind of hard to learn on the – it is kind of hard to learn on the fly, uh, especially with the way their schedule's been. But, yeah, go back home, get settled in. Uh, and then beat Mississippi State. Uh, Kansas State, 3-0, and ranked at number 24. Boy, no wonder we couldn't get a number on their over-under before the year, huh, Rob? Yeah, that's why it was off the board. Everybody knew that their hire was good when I thought it was trash. So this game – now, can we talk about – what is up with the Big 12 not having all their games on TV? This game was only on ESPN+. Plus. Well, they have the deal with ESPN, right? I think it's ESPN's decision. I mean, if they're going to sell the package – they have to put things that people want to see on ESPN Plus, right? They can't. They're not going to sell enough of that if it's all Chinese league soccer or taekwondo or lacrosse or field hockey or whatever they were putting on that network before. Something has to be on there to make it attractive for people to get it. And I think you know, Big Twelve football, even the lower mid ranked games like this, is attractive to people. And this is you know they committed to it, and I kind of respect the way they've committed to the the paywall. Well, I'm, I respect the way ESPN has done it, but I don't respect the Big 12. I'd be like, my games need to be on TV. I mean, this is ridiculous. I, mean, I think they were maybe already in a contract, right, where ESPN gets to dictate which of their networks it's on, right? I don't think that I don't think the Big 12 really had much of a say in if it was on ESPN Plus or not. They're already locked into this deal. By the way, I would take Oklahoma State over Texas A&M if they played right now. Oklahoma State's unranked. They're a four-and-a-half-point favorite against Kansas State, uh, which State is ranked. Uh, 24th, as I said, I'm taking Oklahoma State in a game that no one will watch because it only exists in. I, could you imagine being like a 70 year old Oklahoma State fan and being like, "Hey, how do we watch this game?" Some guy in Scott City, Kansas. Right, some guy out on the wrangling <laughs> cattle out on the farm who wants to wants to come inside after a long day of hard work and watch the game at 7 p.m. and his wife tells and, him, you know, he's, he's got cable." Already, and he pays for it, right? So he's mad that they're nickel and diming him, right? He's probably saying something like, you know, everything's a nickel and diming. It's, I'm picturing my grandfather, except for yeah, if you're picturing me. Uh, <laughs> who, by the way, I pay for ESPN Plus, but doesn't I don't like being so far behind. I hate it when I'm watching games and I'm texting with people and they're two or three plays ahead of me because I'm streaming it. It makes me so Not, mad. Twitter's the killer, is when you see the always clever so and so good at football tweet before the play happens. Right, yeah. Rob I'm taking Cash. the Cats, by the way. Give me K-State. I'm a believer in, in this hire now. In <laughs> they look, look, they, they, they have terrible – they do not have good football players on that team. They just don't. I mean, they have some. They don't have a lot. And the offense looks good, and the defense looks decent. And it's strange that they've been able to do it with the limited talent they have. There wasn't a single scholarship running back on this roster – uh, three, four months ago before transfers happened. They didn't have one. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit impressed. My expectations are definitely exceeded. Uh, do I think he's going to win a national championship? No. But do I think he's a, a viable football coach? now? definitely. And I don't think Oklahoma State's that good. I don't think their defense is great. I'm, I'm taking the Cats. Well, just wait till my boy Spencer Sanders has about 200 yards rushing uh, and 300 yards passing against the Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. Well, just like uh, I changed my mind on K-State, we flip-flopped on this issue. All right, college game day headed to Nebraska, which for some reason a lot of people on Twitter were mad about. I don't know why. Uh, Ohio State has, travels to Nebraska. They're 17-point favorites. If you remember this game last year, Nebraska gave Ohio State a lot of problems. Um, I don't see that happening this year. I think it is going to be a, a, a cool environment. I think Justin Fields – is definitely going to have to settle in. I wouldn't be surprised if the first half is close, but uh, just too much from Ohio State. Man, they are loaded, and uh, Nebraska's defense, after starting out 
uh, pretty decent. It hasn't, hasn't looked great. I just don't think Nebraska has enough playmakers on offense. I hate to say it. Uh, Wandale Robinson looks amazing, but he can't do everything. I mean, I don't know if you saw last week, their running back got hurt, and they shifted Wandale, who's kind of like a slot receiver, or, or we thought they put him in at running back, and he got it done there What's too. The 17. Oh, yeah, I'll take the back, guys. Listen to this game from Wandale last week. Eight catches, 79 yards, two touchdowns, 19 carries, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, it's efficient. Do it all. Mr. Kentucky himself. Uh, so we'll take Ohio State. Uh, like I said, last year I really liked Nebraska in, in this game, and I picked them, and I think I might have even made some type of a money line pick uh, when they were a huge underdog, and they, they obviously lost and ended up losing in a game they probably should have won. Uh, and last but not least, Washington State are coming off of a shocking loss that happened in the middle of the night. You were on the West Coast. Did you see any of this no, game? No, I was engaging in other activities. But I did read about it. Uh, apparently, it was complete insanity, right? Yeah. Uh, UCLA came back from like a 32-point deficit to win. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I saw that. and then I saw some highlights online, but I did not watch any of it. No, I wish I would have. All right, so Washington State is a five-and-a-half-point underdog going into this game at Utah. I'm going to take the Cougs. You know, I think I'm with you. I I, I, I just don't believe – you know, this one I go back and forth on. I'm going to go with you, although I'm going to do it hesitantly and caution that I would not bet my money on this game. Okay. All right. So you, so I'm with the, by the way, all right. So our boy Mel Kuyper updates his big board. Do we want to go through it real is this quick? Because Eason is on it. Well, can you guess who number one is? I'm going to give you a hint. He's not a quarterback. Wow. It's not Tua, huh? It's not De'Ara King. No. <laughs> um, is it <laughs> Travis Etienne? It's Jerry Judy. Oh, boy, is it. My Miami blood there. Okay, so as we go through it, uh, the ones that I wanted to Who talk to you about. the last wide receiver um, that was drafted number one overall? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Nobody? Yeah, don't know. Keyshawn. <laughs> 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 NFL number one picks by year. I will look it up. That's been I don't. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's um, – I mean, I can't think of a single one. I'm not a draft aficionado like some of the other people that work here. I don't really uh, – It was Keyshawn Johnson. I got it right. Wow. <laughs> How about that? 1996, he was the number one pick. Wow. Yeah, so that was a bad that was a bad pick, by the way. I mean, he had a fine career, but number and then Irving Fryer went number one uh, back in uh, nineteen eighty four. Uh, let's see, Keyshawn played eleven years and went to four Pro Bowls. Uh, Irving Fryer played fifteen and went to five. So, but other than that, you got to you got to go back to nineteen sixty five. So, um, yeah, I would be shocked, but of course. Uh, the one I wanted to talk about, Henry Ruggs, up to number seven. Oh, on I, I liked him board. a lot too when he was in coming out of high school in Alabama. Um, and then the other guy that moved. Boy, by the way, this list is like all five stars. Marvin Wilson up to number fourteen. Weren't we told by some NFL guru that he was going to go well, undrafted? These, you know, I don't want to. Right now, is, a lot of it is based on our rankings, right? Like, I. don't well, Mel, but Adam, do we think Mel Kuyper's like, let me make all these no, five I stars? No, I don't. I think a lot of NFL teams do look at it until the season plays out. I mean, when you have such a small sample size, I mean, that thing is going to change dramatically is what, what I'm saying, I guess. Yeah, Jacob Eason is number 25. So, boy, if, if only Mel were going to be right, we would have about 13 five stars go in the first round, uh, and we would be feeling great. Uh, but I don't think it's going to play out that way. Um so anyway, uh, moving on. Speaking of dark horse Heisman candidate De'Ara King, what a move this week! As as did you? See, so I'm sure you saw he's sitting out the season to redshirt. This is what this is the story yeah, they're telling people. He was Him transferring, and, and now he's not transferring. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so he's sitting out to redshirt so he could come back and be good next year. And they're kind of spinning it like it was Dana Holgerson's idea. Yeah, which I do not believe. Right. 
what percent would you say that he is at Texas next year? Or te- uh, yeah, I slipped <laughs> at Houston yeah, next what year. What percent do I think he'll be at Oklahoma next year? Um, I don't know, 20? Yeah, my guess would be, why? I mean, look, I get it. Like, if you want to help build, if you want to help build Houston, blah, blah, blah. But let me tell you something. With the amount of quarterbacks that are going to be leaving big-time programs and the opportunities he's going to have, I mean, this is like his third. Didn't he go there to play for Tom Herman? And this is like his third head coach? Yeah. In yeah, four years? I, like I said, I agree. There's no chance. I want to lower my number, actually, of how likely he's in Houston. I'd like to make it 5%. Right. Sorry, Houston fans. By the way, Kyle Allen, are you, have you taken a victory lap on no, Twitter? No, he looked good, though, didn't he? Hey, when's an NFL Roofing. start? People seem right? to like him. Yeah, he couldn't even play at Houston. Remember, he got benched. Yeah, you know, he was, he was, he was <laughs> and he a Rob five-star. Um, you know, you saw him. that When we had him at the five-star challenge, say whatever you want about Kyle Allen and people that weren't high on him. For that one day, that was one of the greatest camp performances I've ever seen of all time until still to this day. Right, that camp is why I you I, I had to fight for Deshaun Watson to remain a five star because he wasn't good at seven on seven, um, and Kyle Allen was amazing. And uh, unless you ask Josh Rosen, Josh, unless you can tell better. that story now that's removed, right? Yeah, I think we've told it before. Uh, where yeah, you well, yeah, when Kyle Allen it. was unleashing the greatest camp performance that I've ever seen, Josh Rosen was like the backup on a seven-on-seven team, and he was standing next to me watching him with me. And I was like in awe of the performance. And Josh goes, is that Kyle Allen, the kid from Arizona? And I said, yeah, it is. He goes, I thought he'd be a little better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Rosen, Rosen was a true savage. I, I, I love the kid. <laughs> From him beefing with Trent Dilfer, him beefing with Trent Dilfer at the at the Elite Eleven was amazing. Yeah, that's not a good one. Um, so anyway, uh, all right. The other thing I want to talk about: Bryce Young flips. So we're both on board. We're calling it right now that that dark horse Heisman candidate, DR King, will be a dark horse well, Heisman look, candidate. Well, if he ends up in Oklahoma, he's not going to be a dark horse. He's just going to be a Heisman candidate. <laughs> so, I did. Did you see that, Eddie? Uh, is, is there anybody Rodosovic? better than him? Right, so so Eddie t- Eddie tweets out when it happened, you know he's like, you know, source tells me that Dr. King was on Oklahoma's campus on September <laughs> auditioning, 1st, which yeah, auditioning, which of course o- Houston played Oklahoma, and then the people took it and ag- it was getting aggregated. No, yeah, at one like point. news organizations were like reports that he was on Oklahoma's campus, and it's like, yeah, he was there. He's playing in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw Houston fans game. getting furious at him. Too. He had Houston fans in his mentions screaming at him. It's like, didn't you guys watch the game? Don't you know this happened? Right. It was a joke. Uh, yeah, here we go. He says, he says, uh, so Eddie tweeted, you better act fast if you want to make the D.R. King, Oklahoma grad transfer joke. We're putting a moratorium on that 5 p.m. cutoff. <laughs> then he replies to his own tweet and says, source, Tierra King was spotted on Oklahoma's Norman campus September 1st. Read into that what you will. Uh, and then it was aggregated. And then it was, will King enter the transfer <laughs> portal? Uh, listen to this. Uh, this article also says, a Heisman favorite to open the year. King certainly has not had – he was the Heisman yeah, favorite? The quarterback of Houston that nobody really knew anything about was the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy to open the season. You're just making stuff up now and saying it's true. Um, so uh, the other thing I want to talk about, Bryce Young flips from USC to Alabama. This was something that we had kind of been hearing about for a long time. Still kind of surprised me uh, when it happened, but I think the emergence of Slovis combined with the fact that JT Daniels is redshirting and is going to be uh, a redshirt uh, sophomore next year, that kind of – Led the way for for I'm young, sure especially. I mean, if, if Alabama you know, Clay Helton may not be there, he doesn't know who the coach is going to be. I mean, it would be really it would be really easy to decommit from USC right now. Yeah, and Bryce Young, he, he's definitely a guy that we've had a lot of arguments over. I know Friedman uh, I, is not I'm, as high I'm, on I'm this as the rest I, of us. I don't. Friedman and I are in step on this. I don't. I don't. I think he's good. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's awful. 
Uh, but I don't think he's going in there in a seat in King Mac Jones or anything like that. Well, that's what people need to remember. <laughs> is, that, um, is that they need a quarterback at Alabama? <laughs> is that Mac Jones ain't just going to hand over that job. So uh, just be prepared. Uh, by the way, S&P Plus projects UCF 45, UConn 2. So what if we, the spread is 43 and a half, so you're getting it. You're getting a half point of value. God, yeah. You know, I always bet with the S&P. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. So that wraps up for us. Uh, Rob and I are, are both on the move. We got people to go places to see things to do. Uh, oh, wait. No, we, wait. We have to do Tweet yeah, of the Week, let's do right? It, because Coach Baker. We have to do Tweet of the Week. I'm sorry. Uh, let me find it. Let I me can, find I it. I just had it pulled up. Okay. Okay, so this there's a girl on Twitter who 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 has single but mom it's like a as her thing. Attractive her hand, right? Like you would you would she fits what American stereotypes classify as a very attractive woman. Right. I mean, she has some a risque photo, and she has a an Instagram and things of that nature. Okay, I'm not sure what her brand is. I don't know how. No, not followed by anyone you're following. And she's in Queens, New York. So she. So she tweets, <laughs> she tweets, where are the fine fat men at? <laughs> okay. And so somebody that Rob He's a coach at Miami Northwestern. Uh, he's like my favorite guy ever. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a coach at Miami Northwestern, assistant high school coach, replies and says, uh, follow Ca- back. Capital F, capital B. <laughs> And we won't mention the coach by name, but uh, it was very funny. The, the replies, there's a lot of a lot of people saying, hey, here's – you ran, yeah, yo, what's time. up? And it's because he – you know, he seemed people respond to it. I saw him say follow back, and I looked at the tweet, and I was like, God. And then it, we got one guy saying, it's a trap. <laughs> Um, so that was, that, that definitely was, was very funny. Uh, single mom. I don't know if she's, if she's messing with people or not. Uh, I did enjoy this tweet. Roger Sherman, by the way, could, we could have the tweet of the week, week award named after him. Uh, and this was a good one. I thought you would like, he says, do you think any football guy out there has ever named his three kids, Mike, Sam, and Will? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, to answer the question earnestly. Yes. Somebody has definitely done that. Somebody yeah, wearing so Oakley sunglasses uh, with a buzz cut has done that. <laughs> uh, of course, those are you know, for those people who don't aren't hardcore football people. Those are what they've referred to as the for the strong side, uh, the middle, and the weak side linebackers, uh, Sam, Mike, and Will. So, uh, by the way, have you seen Troy Aikman becoming like yeah, a Twitter going, who's, savage? He was, going, he was going after Mahomes, right? Well, he wasn't going after Mahomes. The, the athletic Kansas City tweeted, in case you missed it, Patrick Mahomes has thrown 36% of Troy Aikman's career touchdowns in about 8% of the games. And Troy Aikman quote tweets it and says, in case you missed it, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. <laughs> 193,000 likes. Take that if plane tickets were free. <laughs> yeah, well, that one actually has some substance. I can understand why people like that. I'm still – the plane tickets are free. It still lives in my head daily. I'm trying to figure out what happened there. Um, and did uh, – well, did you see – you see that stuff I sent you? They got T-shirts yeah, and everything. Yeah, it's phrased a little bit differently. So that's where she stole it from. She stole it from a T-shirt? Did you get targeted – from an ad because I won't shut up about the tweet. No, no, I Googled it. I Googled like if if Who it were free or something like that. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, wear that shirt. The same kind of I mean he, he really wants you to know that he likes to travel and try new restaurants. Right. Yeah, yeah. Here we definitely know somebody who would wear that to a local yeah. p- pasta joint. Uh, anyway, all right, so that's a, that's it for us. Uh, no no rants this week. Um, just, just me screaming at people in the car is all you get. So, uh, we'll be back. I don't know if we'll do a wrap up show this week just because the slate is not uh, super great, but I'll see what I can do in terms of lining up a guest. It's just, people don't want it. As I'm finding out, nobody wants to do anything on Sunday. I, sh- I don't know if I'll be available, but ask me, we'll play by ear. 
Yeah, you don't want to do anything on Sunday. Well, people people want to spend time with their families and their friends and go enjoy themselves. They don't want to yeah, talk to me about sports college and watch football. the NFL. The NFL, you want to talk about a rant? It is, is uh, unwatchable. The Chiefs are the only watchable team because they score million points a game. Right. Yes, I'll watch Mahomes, maybe Lamar Jackson, but I mean the the majority of these games you put on. These pass interference reviews. I, I was watching the Ravens uh, Chiefs game, and they were reviewing a play to see if it was offensive pass interference, and it was triggered by the booth. What? It, it wasn't called. It's not like they called it and then they reviewed it to see if it actually was. No, it wasn't called, and then they reviewed it. I mean, I'm sitting here dumbfounded, looking at the TV, like we're reviewing a play. That wasn't challenged to see if it was offensive pass interference. They've got to Come do on. something about how hard it is to watch. It's just not a good product for the consumer. And part of that is the replay. Part of it is that the defenses are just too good. It, it's that linebackers are too fast. And it's hard for teams to see. And smart. And they know everything is going to happen. You can't like, you can't get a lot of these problems like it, we see in college football or misdirection. And like, guys the NBA having better players makes the product better because guys aren't missing open shots. And it's still it's a much better product to watch than college basketball. The NFL having better players somehow makes the product harder to watch. Because I mean, think of think of the NBA. Yeah. Where, think of the NBA. The final scores in the NBA were like in the 30s, compared to college basketball games that are in the <laughs> 80s and 90s. You know, that's I mean, that's what we're watching. Yeah, I don't know if if you like the NFL, let us know. But I I just. Uh, I just can't. I mean, I try. I I told my friend Travis, who who always wants to talk about the NFL with me. I said. I can't do it, especially the games on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night. I said, "Don't I don't even want to talk about them. Don't text me. I'm not watching them. Uh, I'll watch Red Zone where there's like eight games going on at once because then you don't realize how boring it is. But other than that, I, I'm just really down on the NFL. And there's got to, like you said, there's got to be something that can improve the product. Uh, I don't know if it's like, like less reviews. I also just cannot stand the announcer saying the National Football League. Like, we know what we're watching. This guy's one of the best football ask. players in the National Football League. While you're watching the game, like, we get it, man. They really got to puff the league up, right? Yeah. In this league? In this league? Now, the good news is the baseball playoffs are getting ready to start, so that'll give me something. Even though the Mets so you're going to watch eliminated the, last night. So you watch the playoffs anyway, even though the Mets are out? Yeah, I love, I love the baseball postseason, I think. I, there's something about it. I don't know. Maybe I romanticize it. I just I, I just like it. I like I like baseball and, like, cool fall weather. I think it probably plays on some nostalgia. Uh, but who really cares? All we can talk about tonight, though, is Navy versus Memphis, right? We've got the gift this evening. Yeah, I'm taking um, the, the under. AAC football. I'm taking the under. What, what is your pick there? I like – Navy, but as you know, I have a longstanding rule where I don't bet on the service academies anymore. <laughs> I had a tragic accident, so I will, uh, I'll be abstaining, but I'll be watching the game anyway. All right, that wraps it up for us. We'll be back uh, with another show, hopefully recapping the week, if not Rob and I. We'll see you next week. M. Deuce, play us out. Mm-hmm.